Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. This is a proud production of ITM Media. It is finally here, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, season four of Rambling About Racing. I am your host, Matt Beamer, alongside Charlie Herkus. And and Charlie, surprisingly enough, and unfortunately enough, Preston can't make it tonight. Yeah, uh, I was hoping to have all three of us here for the season opener, but... Uh, Life happens, know, I guess. Happens. Life happens, I guess. But man, how was your off-season, man? We haven't done the show since christmas since our christmas episode and that was a very fun episode to do we always like doing the look back onto the season and what we've done throughout the years but uh or throughout the year i should say but man how's it going how's your daughter how's work how's everything man how's the off season been for you uh off season's been pretty good yeah emma had a good christmas so as long as she's happy i'm happy Hey, I missed the last four or five episodes there. Luckily, I did get to come sit in, like in studio with y'all there for an episode. But um, hey, I missed the rest of them. Kind of couldn't was out of pocket there. But uh, yeah, that kind of reminds me. But, you just you finished up drill sergeant school since we last talked to you. You you've, that's why you couldn't make it throughout the episodes and 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 make it for that. But uh, you you could you completed that. Congratulations on that accomplishment in your career. That's a really big accomplishment. What else has been going? You're prepping for this upcoming season at the South Alabama Speedway. Yeah, and I, I really need to get my butt in gear on that one. Just got all the sheet metal mounted back in the car. Uh, man, I tore that thing down to the bare frame, uh, and I have went through it with a 
fine tooth comb, finding some stuff wrong that needs addressing. Just hoping for a good year this year. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, you had a great year last year. It was better than the previous year, I should say. And, and looking yeah, any, forward- anything was better than the previous year. <laughs> Well, that's awesome, man. I mean, that's good. Well, we, a little disclaimer here. We are recording from the new house. The IT, the new ITM Media studio is not up and running. It is probably about a, a few weeks away from being completed. But uh, more importantly, we are T-minus one week from uh, our daughter coming into the world. Absolutely, and, man. I, I, and, I'm happy for you all. I'm thrilled to death and I can't wait to meet her myself. Yeah, I, I can't wait for you to come up here and, and meet her and take a look at her. And, and, you know, just I can't wait for that. I can't wait to hold her. can't wait to see her. And I know Caroline's going to be more than happy to get the baby passed around after carrying her for nine months. But, yeah, we're very excited about that. And like I said, the IT Media Studio is coming along. Uh, I'm kind of in a makeshift, like, little studio here right now just getting ready to transition into the new studio here got to get a climate control and internet hooked up out there in the garage but uh yeah we're very excited about this upcoming season we got a lot of great guests lined up here so far we got a lot of great things moving here for rambling about racing we've gained a lot of uh, twitter followers throughout the season hopefully that equates to listeners but uh we're glad that you've joined us whether you're on now burns radio which is the unhinged belly up combination of the new radio station that just launched on february 1st you could listen to us on thursdays on that station or your regular podcast platform we really appreciate it to you and all the listeners out there but uh before we get started into the bush clash coming up here this weekend Charlie, you and I had a little bit of an interesting night last night as far as eye racing. So, belly up. Uh, yeah, interesting is uh, <laughs> it was an a un- good word to start with. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a eye racing. We league. got smoked. We got smoked. Well, I got smoked. <laughs> you you were the spotter there. But it's an eye racing league called ESCRA Erska, I believe it is pronounced like that. It's Erska. It's an online racing thing. It's, it's through eye racing. And as you know, throughout the. If you've been listening to us for a while, you know that I'm an avid racer. Charlie's an racer himself. But uh, yesterday I found out I was qualified or eligible, I should say, to run in the class or into the uh, duels, which is just races in order to get into the Daytona 250 launched by that organization. And I, t- yeah, I t- uh, it, it was definitely, la- from my understanding, it was definitely last minute for you. And, or oddly enough, you know, they're not running the newer car, they're running a car from like 2009. Uh, which threw a threw a kink into things because, of course, those are going to drive a little bit differently, and you had your hands full. Well, and here's what happened. So I texted, I believe his name is Jonathan. He runs the organization there through Belly Up, and it's a really great organization. It's ran, they stream it on YouTube, 3YTV, and I went back and watched the replay, and the only inkling <laughs> that I was even a part of that was at the end when they were doing the driver's lineup. I was right there in the back and said, 22, Matt Beamer. At least they got that right at least they got my name right they didn't even mention me then i didn't even see myself on tv because it was just a one of those things that it was just well i mean we we well, we, we didn't turn many laps <laughs> no we didn't no so so going back a few hours before then i found that i was i found so that, yeah. no crap there i was <laughs> yeah so i i found out i was eligible for this series and i texted charlie and said hey do you mind spotting for me tonight it starts at I believe what at nine o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, nine o'clock, 
And I had a few hours to set up. So I brought everything in the house and set up all my stuff. And I said, this is just one time thing, Caroline. Don't worry. It'll be out in the garage by the morning. And I, I started painting my car of my Gen 7 car because I, oddly enough, I didn't even read anything that said we're going to use the car of tomorrow from 2009. Yeah. And, um, so, and so I've spent hours setting up the, the Gen 7 car, making it look good. And it's like, all right, that's a beautiful race car. Then they gave me the setup and it wasn't working. It's like, well, what the heck is going on? Why can't I load it up? And then I kind of read through everything and listened to a few driver's meetings. It's like, we're using the car of tomorrow from 2009. So I quickly updated everything. And when I got out there, Charlie, I swear it was like driving through a nor'easter. I was loose and we couldn't figure it out. I mean, well, we only had like an hour of practice once everything, once we worked through the technical details. Yeah. And I mean, they're fixed setups, So it's not like you can really play with a whole lot other than like your, your steering ratio and steering offset and all that. So there, there's really not a whole lot to do other than try to log as many laps as you can. And I couldn't, it's last minute. So you, you really didn't get to log that many. No, I didn't get to log that many. And what happened was I was going through the process and, and trying to get it. And understandably, I'm just having fun with this. This is, it's, I'm not staking my livelihood on this. Erska, Erska and Bill. Yeah, it's really good. Erska <laughs> and belly up e-racing don't you know don't put the food on the table don't pay the light bills don't or anything like that we finally get through it all and we finally get the race in and what was it lap two or three i get loose and hit the wall hit another driver hit another driver his last name was perez i believe yeah he wasn't happy with you and what was funny about that is after the race after i got out of the screen he personally messaged me and said i'm a freaking idiot and I didn't know what the heck I was doing. It's like, bro, this is my first time driving these cars. I'm a rookie in these series. And he's like, I'm a rookie in these series too. He treated it like it. And I wish I was. I wish I would have kept the exact things that we texted. But pretty much it was him blaming me. Like I just kicked his dog or something. And then except all this, for he was starting in the back with you. Yeah, so he was, if he was any better. So if he was that much better, then you and, know he'd, and, he'd have been up front to begin with. Right, where he qualified. And he blamed me for not making the race. I said, well, if it helps you any. I didn't make the race either. He said, well, I don't care about anybody else making the race but me. It's like, I don't care, dude. I mean, you're making a mountain out of an anthill. And I said, at the end of the day, it's a video game. You're going to make that much of a big deal out of a stupid video game? I mean, granted, I mean, I wish I would have done well. And I feel like if I was in the Gen 7 car, I would have done great. But, I mean, that's an excuse that anybody would have used in my situation. It was just one of those things. It was so much fun. And if you watched it for me, I know Austin did. Uh, I really do appreciate it. I'm sorry you didn't. My name wasn't mentioned at all, but I feel like we need to start an iRacing league ourselves and rambling about racing online iRacing league. And I think it will be better than Erska. I mean, Erska's good for what Belly Up is, but for them using a car from 2009 that's out of date to make it more interesting, what would make it more interesting for me, and I, Charlie, back me up on this if you agree with me or not, is that it would be more fun if it was more. A car that everybody can handle and that's that's drivable. Vice well, set up even not even that, but I mean, let's run today's stuff, period, man. Let's not run stuff from thirteen years ago. Right. And and on top of that, and I'm I'm thinking I'm just kind of blowing I'm just kind of venting here, but at the same time I think it would be more fun instead of having a, a fixed setup to where it was somebody created that setup and put it out there and said this is a drivable race car. Just because you can drive a race car to your specifications and your setup doesn't mean I'm going to be driving it well. You know what I mean? Right. It's like jump. It's like I mean, 
some people could get jump in there and sign, and people did. People made a great race. They were both great races. The duels were. But I mean, if it's drivable for one person or a group of people, and it's not drivable for anybody else, I mean, what's the point? And that's kind of my thing. Erska is a great organization. I'm glad I'm a part of it. But I don't know if I'm going to be investing so much time and effort this season into it because I, I, I'm not going to have fun with it. I'm not going to be competitive, even if I do make the races, which I'm not guaranteed any of the first five races. So, I mean, I'm not even going to be running competitive to start off with, I feel. So it's just going to be one of those things where it's just boring for me. I'm just going to be out there like Cody Ware. You know, any one of the back markers, you know, as much as you want to see him do well. I mean, and cars like that, that one person makes the setup. If I was running it, I wouldn't have used a car tomorrow. I would have used a Gen 7 car or even last year's car to race in because everybody knows those. I mean, I don't know. That's just me. But I appreciate you spotting for me, buddy. Yeah, no problem. And we we didn't finish last. I enjoyed it. I got some good laughs out of it for sure. Oh, gosh. And and the thing is, Caroline and I just got over COVID. We both tested positive for COVID. We both just got over COVID. So Charlie's making me laugh. And I'm, like, dying. I'm, like, hacking for air here. It was horrible. But I really do appreciate you spying for me, bud. That was, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I had fun with it. So Oh, and one thing um, and one thing that was funny, too, at the end, you, you contacted race control and said, <laughs> hey, uh, what, what yeah, is, so how's the 22? I, yeah, I, I hit them up at the end. I was like. You know, I let them talk for a few minutes, and then I, you know, I, I keyed up the mic there. I was like, "Hey guys, when will we know? We already stated that they're fixed setups, right? So you can't adjust anything that's going to make the cars, you know, illegal or not." So I, I contacted them afterwards, and keep in mind, we finished like seventeen laps down out of a thirty lap race, but, but we didn't finish last. Uh, yeah, but we didn't finish last. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, and I blew up at the end. Yeah, I, and, and you you overrevved the engine, and you know, <laughs> was no dude, uh, I couldn't help it, man. And but anyway, so I I, I contacted race control. I was like, hey guys, when will we know about uh you know teardown and stuff like that? The final after tech and stuff to to know if anybody got disqualified, so we know if we actually made the the two fifty or not. And uh, the guy, so the tech or the guy that was controlling the race control guy or whatever, he uh he kicked the mic up and he's like, yeah, Charlie, uh. He said something. He's like, I, you know, I, I don't think that's going to help y'all's case any. And I just, I died laughing, man. I got well, such a kick yeah, out of it. That. Was, that was so funny, man, because at least you tried. I oh, mean, yeah, I tried. I mean, what, what, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, I know. I mean, what a great crew chief. What a great spotter and crew chief. I mean, just say, hey, man, I mean, I know we didn't do well, but I mean, I'm no, sure. No, we finished laps down, but. <laughs> but, I mean, we were in the lucky dog uh, twice. I, I mean, mean, a DQ is a DQ. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, this guy, I mean, just, I mean, his high, ride height is wrong, right? I mean, come on, you know, yeah, something. something. I mean. But we got a great show in store for you. Uh, a great season on top of that. We got Twitter space coming up later today. We're going to, uh, Charlie and I are going to attempt that. Get everybody's opinion on the clash coming up and just talk about what's on your mind. Maybe try to get more fan interaction here on the show. Hopefully get fa- more fan interaction here on the show. But we're glad that you're here, man. But uh, first things first, Charlie, we're going to talk about the clash coming up here at the L.A. Coliseum. You mentioned something yesterday to me that kind of surprised me that you were kind of looking forward to this, whereas last season you weren't really a fan of it. I'm definitely not. I wasn't a big proponent of it. But now that it's coming together. Yeah, so I I like the race. I I like the idea of the race. I'm still not a, a fan of what it's replacing so to speak, I wasn't necessarily a fan of the road course replacing this either. And I like road course races. I do. But I just think this is one of the 
the traditional races that everybody looks forward to. Now, at the same time, if getting parts for these cars is such an issue right now, then it works out how conveniently it does. But I will say that. But conveniently, it works out to where there's a whole lot less of a chance for mass car damage and just chaos and then having to scrounge for parts, you know, for all these cars and all these teams by running it at the Coliseum. I would have loved to seen the Coliseum replace maybe the all-star race uh, personally, but nonetheless, I am looking forward to watching it. I hate that it replaced the Clash at Daytona. That's one of my, I guess, more favorite races to watch, but it is what it is. I don't make the rules. And last year, I know we were big kind of on that point where it was a we don't like it seeing replacing Daytona, though be it the road course. We like Speed Weeks being in Speed Weeks. I know we mentioned the last year as well that the people who bought the tickets for Speed Weeks for Daytona, who usually stay there, some people stay there two, three weeks for the festivities of Speed Weeks and stuff, are mission, missing out on the Clash. And whoever bought tickets for the Clash are kind of out SOL, in a sense, when it comes to yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, some of those guys go down there to watch uh, 24 Hours uh, Le Mans and... Yeah. I may watch a lot of stuff, uh, but now you're talking about something on the other side of the dang country. Yeah, and on top of that, in the state that doesn't have the best COVID policies when it comes to fan interaction. Fan interaction. I mean, I get it. The Super Bowl, you're going to have to. Uh, be, yeah, yeah. We already got a Super Bowl that's still. I don't even know if they're still going to do it there. Yeah, yet. I, I don't th- even know if that's been set in stone. I think that's been set in stone that the Super Bowl is going to happen there. But I mean, it's it's a risky chance because it is going to be in Los Angeles. The clashes along with the Super Bowl, so maybe we get some bleed over with fans and stuff. But football fans aren't going to go there and go, hey, while we're in town, let's watch the NASCAR race. They might. Some might. Well, I don't I don't see where we're probably going to get a whole lot of bleed over either, though. I mean, the race is this weekend. The Super Bowl is a whole nother week away. So Yeah, it might, I, it might be one of those things where it, it's just, it's a good, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. If they if they want to bleed over, then they should run, they, they should work something out to where the Clash is ran. Saturday night, the Super Bowl's on Sunday. Right. Or or something like that. And they ran and, and it's raced in a similar area, for instance, Los Angeles. The Super Bowl was played in Los Angeles, but we're going to be back in Daytona that weekend already for the uh duels. So what are you what are you wanting here? I don't I don't see where they're just gonna get a whole lot of bleed over. Yeah, and what? The twenty twenty clash was amazing. That was a lot of fun to watch when Eric Jones had that damaged race car and came back to win. I mean, that was awesome. And I think to take that away, I think it's an injustice. But based on what I've seen with just the testing there and everything that looks fun, it's going to be fun. However, you brought up a good point earlier about the logistics of components to the cars and not being really up to par. I mean, we've talked to people on the inside of NASCAR and they have said that we're having supply issues. NASCAR isn't immune to the supply chain issues that is going on right now within the United States. And now, now you're in the position where it could be detrimental to run there, especially if you're a lower-level team that probably won't mm-hmm. have the funds and or the backup the cars. Because Joe Gibbs, I feel, I feel these parts are interchangeable in the sense that the 18 could go to the 11 team and say, hey, we need this part. And they say, here we go. We have five extra of them. Well, the, the chassis in general, I feel like, right. you know, you you could take a, a couple of the Hendrick parts and go to a Gibbs or stuff like that. And I think that's what they were getting to with these cars. 
but the other stuff. And I think that's where some of these teams are struggling. That's because now I'm sure your your Hendricks and stuff like that. I'm sure they bought a lot of this stuff up front, and your Gibbs and all that bought your stuff. They made sure to buy stock and stuff, but yeah, and but I mean, at the same time, I mean, you have these lower level teams. Maybe like okay, let's, for instance, we got uh, Rayum Brothers Racing making their Cup Series debut coming up here shortly, and, and just do you think Josh Rayum has the I, I, I what do you say maybe the clout within the Cup Garage to go up to another team and get a part that he might need? I doubt it. I hope so, but I, I mean, I'm not going to hold my breath about it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I doubt that as well. But I mean, I, I I hope it doesn't fail. I'm really I'm looking forward to the race. It'll be a fun race, and then then come the Daytona races, the Truck Xfinity and Cup race. I'll get to watch the first time with my daughter. And she won't remember it, but she'll be there. She'll she'll get indoctrinated eh, fast. You have pictures. Yeah, we'll have, <laughs> that's right. We'll have pictures. But it's just one of those things where I hope it goes well, and if it works out, great. If it does, and, and if it doesn't, at least NASCAR tried. But I've been hearing a lot of that from Series XM on NASCAR. It seems like people like Jim France and Steve Phelps are whispering in these guys' ears. I'm talking like the Dave Moody's of Series XM. And they're talking about this clash and having it be a good thing and, and talk it up, talk it up. I don't want to hear any bad publicity about this. But when you talk to the fans, they were kind of iffy on it. That's the difference between media and reality, though. Yeah, and we try to keep it kind of like this is our opinion. Our opinions very rarely line up with those of of the likes of like Dave Moody. You know, mm-hmm. I I want to see NASCAR, NASCAR is turning a new chapter here. There's a lot of moving parts here in the 2022 season that, quite frankly, I'm looking forward to. I think the racing's going to be good, just based on what we've seen on testing and at Charlotte and at Daytona, that racing is going to be good. Now, what I am worried about with Daytona, and this is kind of later on, maybe next week's episode about tandem racing, but I think we'll cover more of that because I, I, I see that coming back. Tandem racing coming back. Well, I didn't get to watch any of the testing or speed weeks or anything like that. So I'm not sure. Yeah. I think we'll, we'll see, cover that more on the next week's episode. Cause I know next week we have a, a full plate and make sure to stay tuned for next week's episode with that. Yeah, man, it's just going to be one of those things where we're going to have to wait and see with the clash. I, I know we're going to break it down really well next week, what was good, what was bad. And I know we kind of harp on what's kind of bad here on the show, but at the same time, I'm no, I don't mind that. Because if, if it is a thing that needs to be addressed with NASCAR, it needs to be addressed fast. But I'm curious to yeah. see if anybody will join, for one, will join our Twitter space, because last time it was a colossal failure, I feel. But at the same, but I, I want to hear what, other people think of it and I want to hear their opinions and I want to hear what they have to say about it because I think it'll be a lot of fun to talk about. You'll get some outside, outside input. on. Yeah. Because maybe I, I, I love it when people change my mind about stuff, you know, that's kind of like when I debate, it's like, this is my stance. I don't think the LA clash and the, or the Coliseum that clash at the Coliseum is going to bring, have a return on investment that NASCAR wants. But if, I, you know, but if you have a different yeah, opinion, change my mind. I think there'll be a lot of people watch it. But will people watch it just because just, just they just, miss just, NASCAR? That's what I think. No, I think there'll be a lot of people watch it to see how it goes. But now. But I'm going to watch but, it just because I miss NASCAR. I, what, we haven't seen racing since November. Or I haven't seen racing since December when Formula One ended. And I haven't seen NASCAR since the end of November. So, I, I mean, I definitely miss NASCAR. And I want to see it come back. And 
the fact that it's coming on with the clash in the LA Coliseum, I'm, I'm more than happy about. Right. But I think it'll just have to be one of those things, and uh, that will just yeah. Have to would you have to see? Let's see how it goes. I I expect good racing, being it's such a short track. It's pretty flat. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting thing. I don't think you're going to see the. I think you're going to see it. Kind of. I mean, if you look at it, and now that it's all finished and ready to go, it looks very fun to ride driving. But for me, it looks like a uh, kind of a North Wilkesboro. Maybe a light, shorter, lighter North Wilkesboro. I'm, first of all, I'm surprised they built it into the Coliseum. I didn't think they'd be able to do that. I, I was just kind of like blown away by that. But now that it's actually done, I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how it will go and what will come of it. And yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be a, a short track. So we'll, yeah, we'll but, see. And it ain't no high banks of Bristol short track either. Now nah, it's like a Martinsville short track. Just kind of except more all belonged. Yeah, except shorter. Then yeah. uh, Martinsville. I don't know how you're going to fit cars on there. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see how the formats work on that. I think it's going to be good to watch, and we'll talk to you guys next week on whether it was keep or not keep. A good effort, but not. But real quick, Charlie, before we start our Twitter space, who is your pick to win at the Coliseum? That's a. We'll have to go back with the some of the short track people and everybody starting kind of on a clean slate or supposedly starting on a clean slate here with the with the new car i wouldn't be surprised to see somebody like william byron win it you know who i want to go with just because it's a short track you know what the heck with it i am gonna go with him elliot's gonna be my pick well there's no surprise there yeah i see i knew what you was waiting on yeah i mean i was just waiting for you to say elliot so i could say that but my pick i think would be alex bowman he won martinsville last year in great fashion and typical short track fashion i mean really dumping Denny Hamlin right there, which was awesome. That was, it was crazy. I, as much as I liked Denny yeah. Hamlin, that was crazy. Well, and I, you know, you may see retaliation and, and that race. Yeah. And what do you have to lose? It's kind of like you, you don't, you don't have anything <laughs> to lose except maybe tear up a, uh, what are they going to do to penalize him for a race somewhere else? No, they no. can't. So he has nothing and, to and lose. So they may get into him. And that's something we have to talk about here is the new penalty system that NASCAR has come out with. Have you, have you seen the new penalty system? I hadn't read much into it. I, I, I seen some stuff on it briefly, but I, I didn't read much into it. Well, I'll bring up the rules real quick, Charlie, and then we'll go through those as long as we're on Twitter space. We can talk to the fans about the new rule changes coming up here as well. But Charlie Herkus, your pick is Chase Elliott. My pick is Alex, Alex Bowman, Bowman for the clash at the Coliseum. Let us know what your picks are coming out here and uh yeah hopefully this twitter space thing works out and we can get more of this before we continue on with the episode i wanted to remind everybody out there about our online stores at bonfire and teespring there you can find the latest and greatest rambling about racing skiers such as t-shirts hoodies sweatshirts pint glasses hats and so much more to show everybody whether you're at your local store track or the big stage of NASCAR Formula One that you are an avid fan and listener of rambling about racing. Charlie, it doesn't get any better than that. No, it absolutely doesn't, Matt. And to make it even better, now through the end of February, you can get 15% off if you go to the store and use promo code CLASH that in is honor a- of the Bush Clash coming up this Sunday. Man, that is such a great idea, Charlie. 15% off from now till the end of February on both Teespring and Bonfire using discount code CLASH for 15% off. 
Links will be in the podcast description below. Or if you head over to ramblingaboutracing.com, under the stores tab there, you can find the link to the stores. Go check them out. And all purchases help out uh, help us out here at Rambling About Racing, bring you better content in the future. And, hey, you look good in it as well. So 15% off from now to the end of February using discount code CLASH. The, the rules here, Charlie, NASCAR has come out with these three-tier rule systems here that kind of are harsh, I would say. Not harsh, but they're, they're, they don't leave much to the imagination. They don't leave much to the, to the wiggle room here, you know? It, it, you have three sets of penalties, L1 penalties, L2 penalties, and L3 penalties. I guess that's level one, level two, level three, okay? So the mm-hmm. first level, the level one penalties, the violations would include... A post-race failure to meet minimum weight requirements, team source parts not meeting the NASCAR rules, but not rising to any level of penalty. So whatever they, the parts are in the Gen 7 car that they deem inappropriate, I feel. And failure in the submissions and approvals process of parts. A lot of parts issues there right there, and I think that's going to be one of those things they look at, especially with the Gen 7 car here. Well, And with them being a... Uh, you know, a supply issue. There's going to be some teams pushed to issue, and well, they always push it, but especially right now. Yeah, and uh, we'd like to uh, say hey to Matt Camper there in Austin for joining us here on Twitter Space. Let us know if you could hear us, and if you want to chime in, um, we're talking about the rules right now. Let us know if you want to say something here. Give us a quick submission to talk, and we will let you talk, and you could be on the show here. But the level two penalties are as followed here, Charlie. Level 2 penalties include modifications to a single source next-gen part that is not rising to level 3 infractions, violation of engine seal requirements, unapproved alterations to the engine control system wiring, and use of unapproved onboard electronics, which I'm thinking has to do with maybe the uh, maybe a, a use of a traction control component there on the vehicles. And the level 3 yeah, or something to do with engine-wise with this new in the, in the EFI le- stuff. In level three, I think they're kind of doing a blanket thing here, kind of already trying to anticipate what teams will do here throughout the course of the upcoming season here, especially with the new car. The level three violations include counterfeiting or modifying single-source next-gen parts, engine infractions, which includes cubic inch displacement, compression ratios, assembly and internal component and performance enhancements such as nitrous oxide or vacuum leaks engine control unit or fuel injection electronic fuel injection violations which i don't understand what that is maybe you can explain that a little more uh modifying tires and or fuel which i'm thinking fuel additives or lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. However you modify the tires, the tires come from Goodyear, so is that really a Tire team? softening. So, I mean, you, but is that a Goodyear? Soft- but is that a Goodyear issue or or a team issue? That's a team issue. But how would the teams do that when the tires are being issued by Goodyear? 
Well, I mean, once they're, I get that you mount them and stuff, but there's some stuff you can put on them. And violations of private testing or team testing policies. But here's the thing here. They come with the, they come with different point, uh, violations and penalty options. So for level one, you could be at anywhere from a 20 to 75 point penalty, uh, playoff point detection between one and 10 points, a suspicion of one of one crew member for up to three races and fines up to a hundred thousand dollars. But here's the thing I, I, that caught me the most. You go to a, the level three penalty options and it includes a point deduction up to 180 points from 120 to 180 playoff points deducted from 25 to 50 Suspension of one or two crew members for six races, fines up to $500,000, and nullifying postseason eligibility regardless of wins, points, and other qualifying criteria, and a one-race suspension for the team in the event of a repeat high-level violation. Now, that level three violation right there, Charlie, I want to get your opinion on that, because it could mean... The ineligibility of postseason playoffs, regardless of wins. So even if you win the Daytona 500, let's say last year if Michael McDowell won won the Daytona 500 and had a level three violation. But it's a repeat level three. No, it just said that's that's for one race suspension. So if you repeat more than if you do this more than once and get caught, you could be suspended for one race. Now, my question to you is, Charlie, do you think that's a bit harsh or is NASCAR laying down the gauntlet right here and saying this is standard and this is what we want to do in order to end cheating in NASCAR? So I don't know that they're doing it to end the cheating as much as they are trying to level out the playing field. With these higher budget teams, you can push the envelope a little more. You know, if they got more to lose, they're less likely to push it as far. Maybe that's where they're trying to get with it. In the end, they're all trying to run for championships. So if you threaten that championship a little harder, you know, maybe they'll not push it as far, especially when it starts affecting, you know, affecting the actual driver not making it into the championship. Or if they're already qualified for the championship, guess what? You're not running for it no more. Yeah, but I mean, I think that kind of paints NASCAR into a corner. You have, let's say, take a Chase Elliott. By far, what he he won popular driver of the or most popular driver of the year this year again or this. Well, past I mean, year he is again? the most popular driver. Okay. So, so let's take Chase man, Elliott. He's if, the best there is. So if okay, no, he's not. Not in NASCAR right now. But that's well, we're starting a new season, so now you're <laughs> now you're basing everything off of oh, what, well, years they, past. Well, yeah, well then at that point, Michael McDowell's the best there is right now. No, he's not. Well, but then, but we're on a new season. Charlie. I mean, does he even have a ride, bro? I think he does. I think he's still with. Uh, so you don't even know if he has a ride. <laughs> front or not. row motorsports. Mean, so you're going to bring somebody up? You don't even know who has okay. a ride. Okay, fine. I've, I've, I've rephrased. Okay, Eric, that's what okay. I Cole right, Custer. No, Cole Custer is then the best driver of the year right now, or the, the most popular <laughs> driver, or the best driver there okay. is right now. All okay, right. so okay, so, yeah, okay, so okay, we're playing. Bring out a driver that we all know that has a ride right now. I think this paints NASCAR in the corner. If Chase Elliott's crew chief, Alvin Gustafson, tries something with that car to enhance it and gets caught and loses playoff eligibility, what's that going to do with Chase Elliott fans? Or, at worst, suspends him for a race. Does that, does that paint NASCAR in the corner? Like, that's a big money draw. I remember watching races and being at races, and if Dale Jr. were to crash, people would leave. Imagine if he didn't show up. Imagine if Chase Elliott... But that never hurt his fan base. Yeah, it didn't hurt his fan base. But imagine if Chase Elliott is not allowed at the track because of a rules violation, a level three rules violation. Does that hurt NASCAR or does that hurt Chase Elliott? Does that hurt Team Hendricks? No, Hendricks? because I honestly, I, I think a lot of these people have already bought tickets and they're going to go to that race regardless. Okay, I mean, but 
in the would you watch a race if Chase Elliott wasn't racing that Sunday? Let's take a random race, Las Vegas. If Chase Elliott was ineligible to race Las Vegas because of a level three violation, would you watch Las Vegas? Sure. Larson's there. Okay, so you have a backup compared to that. I mean, that's great, but there are fans out there who want to go yeah, watch. Yeah, I love watching Bubba Wallace lose, too. That's not. That's neither here or there. We're not talking. You always have to bring up Bubba <laughs> Wallace, man. Always have to bring up Bubba Wallace. I, I just wanted to rile you up. You know how to do that, man. But, yeah, I, I mean, but I mean, I'm, I'm curious to know what they're, whoever's listening on Twitter space has an opinion on that. Let us know and let us uh, chime in on what you think. Because I think that paints NASCAR in a corner where if the most popular driver, in this case, Chase Elliott, has a level three violation more than one, he loses the playoff eligibility and he's suspended for a race. Is that going to hurt NASCAR? Is that going to make NASCAR, in the sense, not be able to do something that they want to do? You know, or make him lose money or paint him in a corner. What do you think? I mean, do you hear what I'm saying? I, I think you kind of do. I think I'm explaining it good enough. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. At, at the same time, I think that let's just say they – now, you could take this either way here, okay? We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll even use Chase Elliott, all right? Let's just say they suspend Chase Elliott, and then one of the lower-budget teams has a level three infraction as well, but nobody – but the drivers that get suspended is – crew member or a crew chief or something like that gets suspended. What's NASCAR's problem there? Vice versa. Low-level budget team driver gets suspended, and I'll go right back to Chase Elliott. They get fined or whatever. Allen, his crew chief, gets suspended, but Chase Elliott does it. I think right there, NASCAR is going to have to pretty much, they've already shot themselves in their foot. Now, they may have more clarity on that rule than what they actually put out, like the fine print and stuff of who actually is getting suspended and, and in what situation determines who's getting suspended. If that type of situation occurs, NASCAR is going to shoot themselves in the foot on that rule. And I know. It, and it's a team suspension. It isn't like if Chase Elliott gets suspended for a race. It, no, it's the whole nine oh, team okay, of okay, okay. motorsports. I got you. I got you. I got now, you, now, I, I see you. where you were going with that because I just okay. had a relook of the rule book. And yeah, it said I, I misunderstood what you were saying earlier there. Because it says suspension for the team. So they're okay. going to say to the number nine, Napa Chevy, do not bother even showing up to next week's race, which is crazy to think about. It is crazy. It is mind-boggling. That's going to be about. hard to do whenever you you talk about sponsor money and stuff like that too. Yeah, whenever. you're talking sponsors. Yeah, yes. If because certain sponsors pay for certain races. Yeah, we've we've seen that. I mean, I saw that a lot with uh, Brad Keselowski in the past few years. It wasn't always Miller Lite. It was always Discount Tire or whomever else would race, but Miller Lite would pay for a certain amount of races to be raced with, and if he got suspended. For like a discount tire race, discount tire wouldn't have been happy. No, they wouldn't because that money's already been fronted. Right. So, and, and now what do you do? Do you repay the sponsor for that race? I mean, that's. I think that opens up a can of worms. That The ripple effect from that is astronomically outreaching. That's. I think could be detrimental not only to... Well, I guess we'll see team, what happens the first time that actually happens. But see, now NASCAR is painting themselves and set themselves up to where they have to do it. Regardless of who it is, if it is a Chase Elliott and that big sponsor with Napa and that and Hooters and whoever else sponsors Chase Elliott, they're in big trouble because now I bet I know who they won't do it to. No, no, we're not doing that because I think everybody's susceptible for that. They're going to make an mm-hmm. example of whoever does mm-hmm. it, even if it is a twenty three eleven team, and it doesn't necessarily have to be Bubba Wallace. It could be Kurt Busch who feels the wrath of that. And Kurt Busch has been in that. That was who I was talking about. Oh, 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 oh. You were talking about the other 23. I was talking about Kurt Busch. Okay. 
Because I, I, I mean, it just, I mean, the default. Oh, I don't know where your mind went. I, I feel like it's Pavel's dog here. Every time you say, I bet I know who it is, it's just like, I know exactly whom you're thinking about. But now I guess it's different because Kurt Busch is part of 2311 racing. Yeah. I mean, golly. Get, yeah, you, get yeah. your mind out of good. And, and we talked about the class earlier in the show. We got Twitter space up there. And if you, anybody out there has a, their opinions on the class, let us know about them. Because uh, just a quick recap here. Charlie and I are both kind of just waiting to see what happens with it. Charlie picked Chase Elliott to win, of course, and I picked Alex Bowman to win. Let us know who you picked to win. Mm -hmm. But But, uh, before we wrap it up here, man, quick little thing. I know we're going to get – we talked a lot about this week about the clash and us racing online and the new rules changes coming up here. But just a quick maybe expectation on the season. What are you expecting to see out of this season? Not necessarily about a specific race, but as the 2022 season overall. You know, I want to see if we're actually going to have a level playing field. That's that's my hopes. You know, I want to see if there's actually going to be a lot of lower end teams running up front, like the because you know, I feel like that was some of the biggest hype. You know, this is going to level the field. Uh, we'll see. The tracks aren't going to change except for Atlanta and Auto Club. Yeah, and Auto Club. But other than that, man, I I think we'll be able to tell pretty quick if some of your teams that don't normally run up front are going to run up front or not. I think you're going to see your teams up there, like the Hendrick, the Joe Gibbs, the Stuart Haases, run up there like they have been. And by all means, if anybody out there on Twitter space wants to chime in on this and give us their thoughts about the season, request to speak, and we'll, we'll let you on the air real quick. But I think I think it's going to be another we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to see who adapts well to the new car. I don't think you're going to see teams like Front Row Motorsports or – the lower level teams automatically run spectacularly into the top five, into the top 10 and a win or two. I don't think you're going to see many of that. I think you're going to see the teams that know what they're doing. Come back there. Pinsky looked good during the off season. Hendrick looked good during preseason testing. So I think you're going to see a lot of that. You know, I don't think you're going to see any surprises. Let's say that maybe one or two, but it's going to be far and few between. But uh, what do you guys think there on Twitter space? Anybody want to chime in on that? Yeah, I don't think you'll see anybody huge surprise. No, I don't wins. think you're going to see Cody Ware come up and dominate I, a race. If you do, it'd be on a restricted play track. I'll say that. I, yeah. I don't think you're going to see anybody come well, in and well, just at the dominate same time, a mile and a half. Anything, anything on a restricted play track, we all know that anybody can it's win. It's up in the air. Anybody can yeah, win. Yeah, I mean, that, made, tail, tail. that was made clear last year. Yeah, at Talladega and Daytona, anybody can win that race. So, But anybody out there on Twitter space want to chime in? Hopefully they could hear us. That, that's my big thing. Hopefully they could hear us. No, it doesn't look like anybody wants to give their opinion on it. Going once, going twice. Anybody want to talk? Nope, I guess not, Charlie. I guess nobody wants Alrighty. to. Alrighty, nobody wants to talk uh, with us. Uh, we got a few people on right now, but uh, I think they were content on listening. I, I don't think they want to be on the air, which is unfortunate. Oh, oh, we got a request to speak. Who wants to speak here? Oh, Austin wants to speak here. So let's see here. Let's check him. He is connecting. Austin is coming on and. Go ahead and activate that mic, Austin, and tell us what your expectations are of the 2022 season. Yep. There he goes. There he goes. Oh, one sec, Austin. Yeah, I got you. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I had him muted. Okay, go ahead, Austin. Text man. Sorry. It's about as good as my my uh, um, <laughs> dual race right there, Austin. But, hey, Austin, welcome to the show, man. What are your expectations and uh, other opinions on that you have right now? I don't know. Uh, good racing. I think these cars look kind of funky, but I guess we'll see how it goes. 
I think Chevrolet is going to be pretty tough this year. Okay. Uh, okay. I hope Lockton going. I know Charlie loves Bubba Wallace, so maybe we can see him get another win this year. Yeah, you you know it. <laughs> I got that from your granddaddy. Uh, so, so what happened last night, man? I mean. Oh, here we go. Now, on the wall. Uh, <laughs> are you talking what happened last night on the uh, the dual on race? The, on the race. Oh, okay. Well, oh, see, man. What, what would happen? He, I was, think he picked up debris, had tire go down. And that's the story I was going to go with. Yeah, yeah. I picked up a piece of debris. The tire went down, and um, yeah, I, I hit this guy and, and listened to the rest of the show. And I'll explain to it. I or if you listen to the start of the show come Thursday. I'll, I'll explain to it. I, I explain everything. But uh, I, needless to say, I didn't finish last. And the rambling about racing Chevrolet, um, I think it was because I was in a Chevy and not a Ford or a, a Toyota. I think it was because I was, I was in a Chevrolet. All right. We're going to take it up next race. Well, I, I don't know if there will be a next race with these uh, car tomorrow cars. I think we might start. I'll, run, I'll run the next one. Okay. i got to order me a wheel. I'll run the next okay, one. Okay, okay. Charlie's going to order. But, uh, yeah, Austin, so uh, you're looking for Chevy to be dominant again this season. You're looking for them to do what you carry on, like nothing really big has changed. And uh, what about Fords or to- Toyotas? Are Fords look good? At the start of the season, Toyota's haven't been making much of a splash, but uh, Team Penske and Wood Brothers have been doing very well lap times. Yeah, they, they always run pretty tough. We got some newcomers coming from the Xfinity uh, series, uh, Harrison Burton, all them. I think they're pretty, pretty, pretty good spin on things this year. Um, they're pretty good wheel drivers, so I think they'll pretty pretty good calls on the racing this year. So we have to watch it and see. Real quick here, who do you think is going to win the Clash here coming up here this weekend? I think it's everybody. I think everybody's racing in the clash. Yeah, they just got heat races and stuff like that, and they got to qualify their way here, from my right. understanding. I'm going to have to go with my man, Chase Elliott. Oh, okay, so that's two for Chase Elliott. I went with Bowman. Okay, I, I see where your allegiance lies there. I, I, I think you've been hanging around Charlie too much. I ain't got nothing to do with it. <laughs> Okay. Well, that's awesome, Austin. I appreciate it. Appreciate your input. Appreciate you kind of being the guinea pig here along with everybody else on Twitter space. Uh, hopefully we'll do this more often. You could be a part of the show every week if you want. And, uh, yeah, man, appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Sounds good. You have a good night. All right. Thanks, man. You as well. You can still listen. And now um, if anybody else, we have a couple more on there. If anybody wants to speak, go ahead and request to speak just by, I guess, clicking on the microphone. or Yeah, there should you- be a mic. Uh, the way my phone is, there's a, there's a mic at the bottom left, and you uh you hit request. There should be like a request button with that microphone, and it'll send something to you. All right, QuickBit's having a little bit of technical difficulties here. Uh, unfortunately, I think they're having a little bit of issues there on their end. That's not a problem because they're going to be on in a couple weeks here doing our Daytona 500 preview show, and they are out of last chance. Anybody out there, Matt, if you want to talk, uh, let us know. If not, we're going to go ahead and end Twitter space and uh, wrap up the rest of the show. So we'll give you a couple of seconds here to decide whether you want to talk about and give us a preview on the season here. And quick pits back on. We're going to give him one more shot here. We're going to give him one more shot. I've invited them to talk here, and we'll see how it goes. We'll see. And, and I'm hoping here in the future we're going to have like 80 people lined up and giving their opinions on the show because I think that would be way more fun than – and make it more interesting, especially just yeah, because like you'll be the guy that well they'll change your mind. And I'll be the guy that's just set my ways, and they're not going to change my mind. And I'll sit here and argue with them all day long. And I'm curious and wonder what Preston would do. Oh, especially when he talks about Formula One. 
Going once, going twice, quick bit. Uh, Matt Camper going once, going twice. And I think that will end Twitter space here for us. So we're going to go ahead and end Twitter space. And we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap up the show and uh, get ready for the clash here, Charlie. Before we wrap up today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone out there about our partnership with Fanatics. Fanatics is a proud sponsor of Burns Radio, which we here at Ramblin' About Racing are a proud affiliate with. Fanatics, you can find all your latest and greatest NASCAR gears to get you ready for this coming up season, such as t-shirts, hoodies, hats, diecast, and so much more. But you don't only have to stop in there and buy NASCAR gear. I get all my latest and greatest Washington Capitals gear from there. Yeah, and not only do you get hockey gear and stuff like that, I go in there, where I get all my Alabama Crimson Tide gear. Yeah, that's right. Roll Tide, man. It's a one-stop shop for all your sports gear needs, no matter what sports you're interested in. All purchases help out. Burns Radio bring you latest and greatest content and keep us on the air to bring you guys that content through the radio. If you head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under our Partners tab, there you will find the link to Fanatics. Take you right there. Go do your shopping there for this upcoming racing season or for whatever sports you want. Go check them out. White flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go, one lap right here. Final thoughts here on this opening season for uh, Ramblin' About Racing. And before we get started here, I want to give a quick shout-out to one of my brother-in-law's friends whose name is David Brown up there in the Dillon area of South Carolina. He's a big fan of the show. He got a uh, couple of diecasts. A diecast for me, I gave him to Earl, and he gave he gave him to David of Rusty Wallace. And apparently, he sent him up to Rusty Wallace and got him autographed, sent back. Really appreciate. I'm really happy that they can be put to good use, and somebody that really appreciates them can use them. So, David wanted to give a quick shout out to you up there at Dillon. Hopefully, we could come up here up there soon to see a race there at the Dillon Motor Speedway. And, and that'd be a lot of fun. But I'd also want to give a quick shout out to who one of our brand new followers on Twitter. It's Florence Motor Speedway. So really do appreciate Florence Motor Speedway for following us on Twitter. Really do appreciate it. Uh, hopefully I can get up there here in the next or during this season in 2022 and see some short track racing there. Maybe because yeah, they're they're really not that far from you. No, they're right up the road. They're right around where Darlington is. So we're about maybe two, yeah. two and a half hours away. A nice little day trip up there, and and who knows, maybe our my uh, daughter, maybe not here in 2022, but maybe in like 2024 or something, give it a couple of years, a few years down the road, take her up there for her first short track race there at the Florence Motor Speedway. So really do appreciate Florence for reaching out to us and uh, following us on Twitter really means a lot. And not only Florence, but everybody else who's followed us since the offseason of our podcast we've grown exponentially on twitter so really do appreciate everybody following us and dealing with us and give us a listen and if you like it great if not oh well maybe we're not the podcast for you there are several racing podcasts out there but we're one of the few i feel that stick out and do our thing and we really do enjoy it and starting our fourth season here we are doing in the marbles 2.0 again our fantasy online fantasy nascar league Charlie Preston and I really didn't get a chance this offseason with a lot going on to come up with a new fantasy lineup here or fantasy format, maybe in the 2023 season. But as far as 2022, we're going to keep it simple in the Marbles 2.0. Look for links on that on all social media platforms on our Facebook and Twitter accounts. And I think maybe Instagram there, if I could figure it out Instagram. 
and, and it's a hundred dollar Amazon gift card. We had a repeat winner here, and but James won it last year, won it twice in a row, and maybe he'll three Peter. Maybe one of us will dethrone him, and if one of us wins it, as far as host myself, Charlie or Preston, that rolls into the next year, and there's a chance for two hundred dollar Amazon gift card. So be on the lookout for that if you do want. Who to says? Sign. I say that's the rule. Not if I win. That's my hundred dollars. No, no, that doesn't work like that. A host is ineligible. I'm just kidding. Calm down. <laughs> Jeez. Oh boy. Here. Well, you got riled up quick. You got riled up more so than I. I did. was just kidding. Well, that's something we talk about off air, man. You don't, you don't bring that onto the radio station right now. Oh, but anyway, man. sign up for that. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun throughout the course of the season seeing what's going on there. We are making some changes here, though, with uh, our final thoughts segment. We're still going to do this week in NASCAR because I'm a big history buff. I do like talking about the history of the sport. But we are taking away the driver of the week, although it was a lot of fun talking about drivers throughout the course of any racing series, whether it be NASCAR, Indy, Formula One, or any other racing series that we found find interesting. It's just kind of one of those things where I feel like it's run its course over the past three years, and changes have to be made, and we're going to make this change now. In, in lieu of a driver of the week, we're going to go with our random thoughts, random question of the just, week. I guess a random, like a random statement or a random thing that might be going on in racing or something like that. Uh, we'll end on that. Uh, y'all can think about it. We'll discuss it the next segment. Yeah, or well, you know the next the next week's episode. Yeah, um, you know via the Twitter feed or something like that, and y'all can let us know what you think. And, or something like that. So yeah, and it would be a lot of fun to, I think, get more into little fan interaction. Definitely use what you think hashtag what you think ITM, and in response to our kind of question of the week here, or statement of the week, or however we're going to phrase it here in season four of Rambling About Racing. But I'm going to go ahead and start off with our this week in NASCAR, in which we are going back to February first, 1953. Lee Petty and Jimmy Lee Wallen finished first and second in the 1953 NASCAR Grand National Opener at West Palm Beach. Both Drive Dodge diplomats paired in Randleman, North Carolina at Petty's Engineering Shops. So that's February 1st, 1953. West Palm Beach. Drivers finishing out of Petty, out of the shop of Petty, finishing one and two there. And Charlie, I'm going to leave it up to you since you came up with the idea of of this segment here what do you want to do what do you want what do you want to leave with the listeners here for next week's episode random thought is a little bit of news that i i found out today floyd mayweather's tmt racing will attempt to qualify at the daytona 500 with pit viper shades as their primary sponsor kaz Grella will be the driver think on that we'll bring it back I up like maybe the beginning of the show next week and or while we have the twitter feed going uh y'all can let us know yeah. What you think, uh, maybe how you think they may do for their first season, or if you think in general, what, better yet, we'll just leave it simple. Do you or do you not think they will qualify for the 500? Definitely, uh, I, I do. I, I will leave it on this, though, and not going into that, but I do like seeing new people come into NASCAR. I know Jesse Awuji and Emmett Smith had teamed up there in the Xfinity Series for Jesse Awuji's race team. Floyd Mayweather bringing that in. It's just different sports coming in. It's kind of the throwback to the 90s when we've seen like teams like Dan Marino come in and other teams like that. I know Troy Aikman had a team Hall of Fame race in there a few years ago with Tony Raines. Just a lot of different 
people coming back into the sport it makes it more exciting it brings more publicity to the sport but charlie anything else that you want to say on this opening season uh or season four opener of rambling about racing again sorry preston couldn't be here uh we hopefully he'll be back next week i think it was a pretty good episode so i, I feel like we covered a lot I feel like we definitely had some fun with it for the first episode back i enjoyed it really have nothing else to add to it it was nice to have some people in on the you know the twitter twitter space or twitter's feed or you know whatever you call it so that that was nice you know people listening to the before edited version of the show so a lot of fun a lot of fun i'm looking forward to this year yeah this year's gonna be a lot of fun we're gonna do definitely do more twitter spaces as the end and i think that new segment we have there on our final thoughts here is gonna help out with that new segment again it's gonna be do you think floyd mather's Floyd Mayweather's race team with Calis Guerrero is going to make the Daytona 500. Let us know using hashtag what you think ITM and let us know definitely next week on Twitter space. But Charlie, anything else? Last chance here. Nope. I'm good, man. All right. Well, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here on this season four episode of rambling about racing. Thank you so much for tuning in to us this week. Make sure to follow rambling about racing on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube for the latest and greatest of what's going on on the show and what's latest on what's going on in the world of auto racing. All of our information can be found at ramblingaboutracing.com. And if you want to drop us an email, use, uh, you can be reached at uh, in the marbles at hotmail.com. For Charlie Herc is Chuck8384 on Twitter. I'm Matt Beamer, mbeamer22 on Twitter. Thank you so much for tuning in to us this week. Stay safe, and we'll see you after the clash at the L.A. Coliseum next week. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.